0: This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 183 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. I have a good episode planned for you today. It continues on from episode 182. If you listened to that one, I was all fired up after being at a coaching conference and thinking about all the different ways we hold ourselves back in life and also in our weight loss. What I'm gonna talk to you about today is some simple things, some like one line sentences that our brains use to hold us back in our weight loss, in our fitness, in our eating, so many different things. And I was thinking about this today In that I think recognizing these one-line sentences and learning to question them has been one of probably the most powerful things that's helped me lose weight and keep it off. It's that ability to not buy things, statements that your brain makes as fact. So we're going to talk about some really common ones today, but I want to continue on from what I was talking about in the last episode because I'm still fired up. I still have a lot of ideas and thoughts about how I can make all of this, this podcast, my coaching programs, even better for you. I've been contemplating changing the name of my program, which is currently at the time of recording Stress Eating SOS to something different. Because here's the thing, the name Stress Eating SOS came out when we were at the very beginning of the pandemic. I've been running Stress Eating SOS for two years now. So it was May of 2020, when I first created it. And it was because in those early days of the pandemic, a lot of physicians were all of a sudden feeling really out of control with their eating. They were starting to gain weight and they were panicking. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to deal with it. And so I created a program called Stress Eating SOS as like immediate help when you need it. That's why I use the word SOS. Like you want help now? It's here, I've got it. But guess what? Over the past two years, the program has really evolved to be so much more. And the name Stress Eating SOS doesn't do justice for what it actually creates in physicians' lives. And I think because it's not doing justice, it means for some of you, it's not grabbing you in the way that it could if you knew what it created in your lives. And so I've been contemplating changing the name of the program for a while, probably close to a year, and then more seriously over the last months. And what I want to share with you is the name will be different when it reopens for registration, so the next time it's open for you to join, it's going to have a different name. And it's also going to, there's going to be a few other differences. It's going to be the same amazing program, but with a slightly different focus. So we started as a focus on, like, let's just learn how to feel in control around food. That's fantastic. I can do that. I can help you with that. Do it all day long. I can help you lose weight. That's the second focus that people often come for. And again, No problem, we can do that. But here's the thing. I think we set our bars too low as physicians. We set our bar down where like, okay, if only I could lose weight, if only I could feel in control around food. I don't think that's enough. I think we've worked too hard in our lives to be like, oh, if only I could lose weight. I think we say, I want to lose weight or feel in control around food or love my body more. And I want to freaking love my life. I want to have a fantastic life. So many of us, we work so hard to become physicians. We anticipate becoming moms. And then once we're there, we look around ourselves and we're like, is this it? Really? Nothing else? (laughs) And if you're there, that's totally fine. It's totally normal. What I want to tell you is more is possible. It doesn't have to be that you look around going, is this it? Is this what I worked so hard for? And you can do that. You can create more. You can thrive in the life that you work so hard to create. You can thrive while losing weight. So no longer are we setting the bar of like, let's just try and lose weight. Let's do what it takes because we've all spent our lives doing that. Let's just do what it takes to lose weight. Nah, not good enough for you. What we're doing now is we're saying, yeah, I want to lose weight or yeah, I want to eat healthy and respect my body and make sure I don't get chronic health conditions or I want to manage any health conditions I have by feeling in control. But we're raising the bars. We're doing it differently. We're doing it while we thrive, while we make everything else in our lives better, while we enjoy every day more. We're losing weight and eating healthy in a way that it actually makes things better. This is so different from any other diet that you've tried. And I'm really excited. It's what I've been doing, honestly, for long, but I haven't put the words to it. So if you're ready to thrive, if you're ready to feel revitalized as a physician, plus lose weight and feeling control around food, fantastic. Come join us. Get your name on the wait list so that you're the first to know when the new program is released. So head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash thrive. Add your name. If you are a heck yes to wanting to thrive in your life, if you are ready to give up just kind of getting through the days, You want to thrive and you want to lose weight? Get your name on that list. It's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. It's going to just amplify everything we've already been doing in that program. And you are invited. Come join us. Weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash thrive. All right, let's talk about today's episode. So like I said, we're going to talk about the little short sentences, the little facts our brains throw out, that get in our way of losing weight gets in the way of other goals too. And the more you can catch these and question them, the better. You'll do more with your life. You will reach more goals. You'll see more progress when you can catch these little little short, snappy statements. So I came up with this podcast episode today because I've had vertigo for the past few days. I get this on and off. And so I was at the gym doing like a workout class and on the treadmill, (laughs) which FYI, being on a treadmill in front of a mirror when you have vertigo, not super, super fun. It was a little bit of a challenge in balance. And I was, at the beginning, I was thinking, I don't think I can do this. The vertigo is too bad. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I should go switch to a bike or I'm pretty sure at some point my brain's like, yeah, it's gonna be too hard. We should just go home. And what it started me thinking about is how much our brains want to tell us to just stop, just to give up. Do it another day. Wait a little bit longer because our brains want to protect us, and they view change as something potentially dangerous. So, in the past, when I was reflecting about this while I was running on the treadmill, trying not to look at myself in the mirror so that I stayed on the treadmill, I was a little worried that I was gonna. I kept veering, veering left <laughs> towards the poor person beside me. It's a little worried I was gonna mount their treadmill, anyways. So while I was running on the treadmill staring down at my screen because it was the thing that was not moving and thinking about this i say you know the first times i had vertigo i didn't do anything like i stay in bed cuz honestly that's where it's most comfortable if i'm laying on my side and i'm not moving and i'm not rolling over the world stays still for me and that's a fantastic thing so at the beginning when i first started getting vertigo That's what I would do. I can't do this because I have vertigo. I can't go for a run because I have vertigo. I can't do any extra stuff. I can't spend time cooking because I have vertigo. All I can do is this: lay in bed and take a break. And you notice how much that would have limited me. Like I'm pretty sure some of the first times I had vertigo, I ended up like it was bad and I was throwing up, so I didn't work either. I didn't see patients because. when you have vertigo and you tilt your head down to examine something and then you come up and you're like off kilter and the world's swimming. It's it's not super, super fun. I'm sure many of you have experienced this. So the thought of I can't do that because I have vertigo stopped me from doing stuff. And it's easy to believe, right? The vertigo feels crappy. (laughs) It's not fun. So it's easy to believe that it should stop me from doing things. What I decided today was to keep going and recognize that, yeah, it wasn't going to be my most fun time on that treadmill. Other times I do love being on the treadmill and I love doing intervals. Today wasn't the most fun. It was more of a, I'm just going to get through kind of day. And that's okay. I decided it was going to be okay. It's going to be okay if I wasn't pushing myself to quite the same level. What mattered is if I was there and I was showing up and I was doing it. Because I could go home. I could have stopped. I could have gone home. I could have crawled into bed. I could be laying in bed right now. But would it make me better? No, I'd still, I'd be laying in bed and I'd still have vertigo when I got up. So if the circumstance isn't going to change, should we let it change what we do? Should we let it be a barrier to ourselves? And what I decided and what I've been deciding the last few times I've had the vertigo come is I just have to keep going with vertigo. It just becomes some days where life is a little more dizzy, a little more off kilter, (laughs) a little more like, whoa, feeling. And that's okay. I can still do what I need to do even when I don't feel my best. Other places that this shows up and other examples I was thinking about while I was running on that treadmill trying not to look in the mirror is things like weather. So if we're thinking about exercise, I know a lot of these examples so far are exercise, but you can apply them to anything. If we're thinking about exercise, weather can be one of those things where our brains are like, oh, it doesn't look outside. No, it doesn't look so nice out. It's rainy, it's cold, there's fresh snow, it's going to be icy. It's too hot. (laughs) There's all different ways our brain can be like, yeah, no, too hot, too cold, too icy, too snowy, and we can believe that. And I can tell you for myself, for a lot of years with my exercise and running, I was trying to run consistently, absolutely, but I believed those thoughts that my brain offered. And guess what? When you live in northern Canada, there's not a lot of perfect running days. So a lot of the days where I was going to get up early and run, I the alarm would go off, and I'd be like, oh, not quite the right weather. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll wait for a better day. I reached a point where I realized there weren't better days. A lot of the days aren't perfect. And so I wasn't being consistent and able to reach the goals that I wanted for myself because I was believing those little thoughts of it's not quite good enough to proceed. That there was a barrier of the weather between me and doing the action that would get me to my goals. There was a barrier sometimes of tired. Uh, I just don't feel good. And so I I wouldn't run. I wouldn't go for my exercise. Even though if you'd asked me logically, I would tell you I would feel better after I exercised. I would feel better after a run. Always. 100%. There's no such thing as a bad run. It always makes me feel better. Even the one today on the treadmill that I felt car sick when I finished that workout. I still ultimately feel better today than if I hadn't done it. I would buy those little Thoughts in my mind that sounded like just stating the facts of the world, and they would become barriers to proceeding with the actions I knew would help get me to my goal. And I want you to think for yourself I've given you two examples so far. Where is this showing up for you? What are the short little statements that you are believing when your brain offers them that then become barriers to you taking the action you need to do to reach your goals? Here's the secret none of them are fact. These statements sound factual. They sound like stating the news, but they are not fact. They are optional. Whether or not we believe them when our brain offers them is optional. And man, when you start questioning these and you start deciding that you don't always believe these when your brain offers them, the world opens up on the way to your goals. Let's talk about some other ones that are more weight loss focused or food focused. Here's a fantastic one. I'm going to use examples. They're from my life, but honestly, I've worked with a lot of physicians where these show up in their lives too. But I can't live without bread. I love bread and I can't imagine not eating it. That's a statement my brain has offered me a lot. It doesn't anymore. But definitely when I first started eating low carb, it totally offered that all day long. (laughs) And I was like, I can't eat bread. I'm not supposed to be eating bread. My brain was like, "Mm, I can't live without bread. I'm not sure what we're going to do if we're not eating bread. And when I was believing that, that I couldn't live without bread, that bread was so tempting, there was no way I would be able to live a life where I just don't really eat it. When I was believing that, guess what? Kept eating bread. I was so tempted by it. Every time I'd see it or go to a restaurant and they would bring warm bread to the table, incredibly tempted because of that short little sentence in my brain that I thought was fact and it turned out it was optional. So what do I think now? And what did I transition that to? Again, at some point in my journey, I realized believing this about bread isn't going to help me. If I truly, at my heart of hearts, know that lower carb eating is what works for my body, that I believe in the science behind it. I can't also then hold a belief that I'm somebody who can't live without bread. It's not supporting what I truly believe is going to work for me. So I had to change it to be, I'm somebody that just isn't that interested in bread. And guess what? That works really well. Changing that identity from being somebody who can't resist a bread and is trying not to eat it. How many of you guys raise your hand for that of like, oh, I, I'm just trying not to eat that stuff. Guess what? It doesn't work. You end up eating it. If you're trying not to eat something, you'll, be, you'll end up eating it. Shifting the identity to a different thought, different short sentence of "I'm somebody that just isn't that interested in bread." Or another one I use is, "I only eat really good bread because I do still eat it sometimes, but it's like at a really nice restaurant where it's like super crusty and chewy, and like has really good butter with it." Then I will eat some bread, but the average bread that I get exposed to in my life, not that interested. And what changed is not that I got a bunch more willpower or that I work hard on not eating bread because I don't at all. What changed is changing that one little sentence. Recognizing that the sentence of, I'm never going to be able to control myself around bread, I can't live without bread, that it was optional. Deciding I didn't actually have to believe it. I could go through my life, be exposed to bread, and decide that I was totally fine with that. Again, just take a moment to think, where is this showing up for you in your life? What foods do you have a similar thought about? What would it be like if you move forward thinking? I'm just not actually bothered by that food. I'm totally fine making a choice to not eat it, even if somebody around me is eating it. What would holding on to that identity, taking that identity on, be like for you? How would it change you making your food choices? It'd have a big impact on it. Other examples of this would be it's going to be too hard to. So, and that sentence with about almost anything with regards to weight loss. But let's talk about vacation because a lot of vacations are coming up. And this has been coming up in my coaching program about what I do with vacation. So often you might have a thought going into vacation if it's going to be too hard to stick to my plan. I often have those thoughts. I even recorded an episode back last summer about being on summer vacation and noticing my web plot was coming up and then deciding to approach it totally differently. So you might have a thought, it's going to be too hard to stick to my healthy eating on vacation. What's going to happen with that thought? If we believe that one sentence and if we view it as fact, and by the way, when your brain offers these as fact, it often will give you evidence of like, because look, look at all these vacations you've had where you have not stuck to your plan. Check it out. Here's the evidence why you're not going to be able to do it this time. But guess what? Just because of what happened in the past doesn't mean that's how it's going to happen in the future. The reason why it keeps happening is because we believe the short sentences in our brains. We view them as fact. We forget that they're optional or nobody ever told us that they were optional. So if you believe the, I'm not going to be able to stick to my plan when I go on vacation, what will happen from that thought is you're going to go on vacation and you're not going to stick to your plan. Shifting your identity to and shifting the thought to I can go on vacation, enjoy some food, but generally eat healthy. That might be one version you want to try on and you can make these whatever you want them to be. But the big piece of today's topic that I want you to walk away with is that you get to decide. The default answers your brain comes up with, even when they have a whole bunch of evidence behind them, even when you can look back and show yourself all the times that statement was true, they're optional. You do not have to carry them with you forward. And here's the thing, I don't think you should carry a lot of these forward because they create struggle in your weight loss. They create that dichotomy of where you're working hard to change your eating, and yet you keep going back to old habits. It's not that you are lacking something, it's that you're believing these short statements of your mind. You're viewing them as fact rather than optional. So, what I'd encourage you to do today, your takeaway homework, is to notice all the places this shows up for you. And man, it shows up in a lot of places. Once you start noticing it, it's going to be showing up in places related to your food, related to your weight related to exercise, all the examples I've shown you, but you're also going to see it in work, in parenting, in relationships, all the places your brain just states a really finite fact about you, about your abilities, about what you can and can't do. Question them all. Don't believe anything your brain has to say about you unless you like it. And this comes back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode is, Let's not just set the bar where we're going to, you know, follow a diet and try to lose weight and try to hang in there for long term. Nuh-uh, you deserve more. Let's set the bar higher. Let's change these thoughts to make the path to weight loss simple. Let's change some of these thoughts that are impacting the quality of our days. And let's get out there and thrive. Let's love our days. Let's love our life. And the way you start doing that is by just questioning some little statements that your brain is telling you. I know it sounds simple. And I know if you're new to this, you might be like, but I've got it. If I want to love my days, I have to change everything about my days. If I want to lose weight, I need to change my genetics. I need to have more time. I need to go back 20 years before I was becoming menopausal. But you don't. If you want to lose weight, if you want to love your life, if you want to feel more confident, if you want to like your body more, all that it takes for all of those things is we need to question the default sentences that our brain offers as facts. We need to become empowered in intentionally choosing what we want to think about every situation in our life. When you start doing that, man, the world opens up so much as possible. I love it, and it's so exciting for me to think of what's possible for you. And like I said, if you're all in and you're like, yes. I want to lose weight and I want to thrive. I want to have an amazing life while I do it. It's not either or, we're doing it all. Come with us, come join the wait list, weight physicians.ca forward slash thrive. So you are the first to know when the new program opens and guess what? You're going to be offered probably a founding members deal. So something exciting for being the first group into the new program. So get your name on that list. Let's get going. Let's create amazing lives while we feel in control with our eating, while we lose weight, and while everything else gets better. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye.